2: Welcome to the Smirkanish Podcast for independent minds.
3: From time to time, there's a story that breaks, and I say to TC, Oh, we've gotta get Dr. Arthur Kaplan on this. And one of those stories broke over the weekend under the headline, Babies Without Sex question mark: Ethicists are troubled. USA Today had the coverage. Karen Weintraub wrote it. Let me just give you the, the lead and then some. Scientists are getting closer to the possibility of making a new person from skin or blood cells without the need for sex. The approach goes well beyond in vitro fertilization, which combines egg and sperm in a test tube because it doesn't require natural eggs or sperm. It's called in vitro gametogenesis. I think that's the pronunciation or IVG. It promises to someday provide a cure for many types of infertility to slow or even turn off biological clocks and to enable the kind of embryo selection that sends chills up many spines. In a three-day meeting last week at the National Academies of Sciences, researchers eagerly discussed their work, advocates laid out their vision for making IVG useful, and And ethicists squirmed in their seats. Dr. Arthur Kaplan is currently the William F. and Virginia Connolly Mitty Professor and founding head of the Division of Medical Ethics at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine in New York City and joins me now. Dr. Kaplan, nice to be with you again. Explain this in terms that I can understand, which means dumb it down.
4: This is a big challenge. It's gametogenesis, meaning making gametes, which means sperm and egg. Three steps, Michael. I'm going to really dumb it down. Every cell in your body has all the genes that you were born with when you were a tiny embryo or fetus. That is in your skin cells. There are also genetic messages about how to make a liver, how to make bones. And when we grow, those genes shut off. In other words, specialization to become an eyeball or to become a shoulder you're shutting genes off. But they're present in every cell, all of our genes. With me so far? So Yes, so far. So if I can find some way to turn them back on, then I could take a skin cell and send a little virus in there with a message saying, "Turn on all those genes that shut off when you became a skin cell, and I want you to become a cell that makes eggs." Or sperm. After I do that, I have to then isolate those new cells. It's called induced pluripotency, induced potency. And I try to cultivate them so that they turn into an embryo or a sperm cell. So it's a long process, but it's been done in mice. And that's what triggered that meeting at the National Academy of Medicine. So I don't need to get a sperm or an egg. I could get one of my skin cells one of my blood cells, and turn it, if you will, convert it into something that can make egg or sperm cells.
3: Do you need, okay, among my dopey questions, do you even need a contribution from another person or another body, or is it enough just to have one specimen?
4: Oh, uh, that's a great question. The one specimen root is cloning. That's what we remember from Dolly the Sheep. That's when you just say, okay, I've got all the genes I need. I'm just going to grow them from a single cell. When you're making sperm or eggs, you still need someone else to mix in and contribute to make, say, a person, to make a fetus. So we do know how to do it with just a single, if you will, cell from you that I clone. But the problem with cloning is, keeps turning out a lot of errors and it keeps turning out a lot of poorly developed animals. That's why it hasn't really gone anywhere. So this technique is more interesting. It looks like it has less danger and risk. Must the
3: body be alive?
4: Nope. Nope. That's one of the more controversial aspects of this. You, you could, and I almost said conceivably, sorry, you could, um, (laughs) Get a cell from someone who had died. And if you said to me, Well, how long? Could it be Abraham Lincoln? Could it be My Jesus? next question? I don't know. Yes. 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 I don't know. We've never tested it to see how long that DNA endures inside a cell. But you've seen, Michael, there are companies out there saying we're gonna bring back the mastodon, that sort of thing, extinct species. So that's the that's the strategy is to try and look for, if you will, cells that you could waken up using this technique of sending in the messages to turn all the genes back on,
3: I'm going to say probably 50, 100 years anyway. So paint the picture of the worst possible outcome. What does that look like? The scariest.
4: The the worst possible outcome is that you create uh, children with handicaps and disabilities because you didn't really understand the subtle changes that were going on when you turned all these genes on. And said, become a sperm. It didn't do it quite right. So I think that's going to be the biggest risk, the biggest danger. But the other scenarios that you can imagine, somebody might say, I'm going to have my own child. (laughs) I'm going to take my cells and turn them into uh, a sperm. uh, Let's say a man with sperm says, I'm going to take one of my skin cells and turn it into an egg. And then I'll commit incest with myself by having my own child.
3: Okay, that's pretty frightening. I was thinking of a different scenario. When you said to me that it might result, because you don't know how things will turn out, it might result in uh, a birth with handicaps, with difficulties, disabilities. Yeah, I'm sitting here saying, might it also then touch off some type of a eugenic search for the perfect baby?
4: A hundred percent. So you could say, look, uh, instead of just... Uh, Art Kaplan and his uh, wife decided that they're going to have a kid who knows what kind of sperm and egg those two would be bringing to the table to create somebody. And my son might have some words about that. But let's uh, do it better. Let's make sure that we engineer up uh, better sperm and better eggs. We'll uh, put them in the dish. And while we're telling them to become things, we're going to tweak them a little bit and say, oh, let's make them a little stronger, a little faster, a little smarter, a little taller, whatever it might be. And yes, you. Uh, this is a technique you could use to open the door to a kind of uh, designer baby future. By the way, you could pair it up with another technology, not mentioned in here, but just to keep us uh, awake on uh, kind of uh, thinking about future scenarios. You could also be building an artificial womb. So... There are people studying uh, how to grow mice in a box. If you think about pregnancy in a woman, the fetus is in there for a good long time, just breathing as if it were a mermaid in fluid, amniotic fluid, no lungs. They're just exchanging. And you can build that. And then you sort of say, we don't want to make children the yucky old way in the back of cars or who knows where we're making them. Uh, Hey, speak for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just engineer up some superb uh, sperm, some superb eggs, get them going in a dish, flip them into the incubator box, and we'll have much better kids. We're going to look back with nostalgia in those good old days of, you know,
3: sexual reproduction. Yeah, I was thinking, could it be the end of sex for procreation purposes? 50 years from now, 50 years from now, is is a couple going to decide that they want to have sex because they they wish to raise children? Or instead, are, are they, they coming to some lab somewhere and doing it differently?
4: Well, I think 50 years from now, there will be people choosing to do that. And there will be people saying, I'm a, you know, a green person or a naturalist or a back to nature kind of person. I'm not doing that. But here's something to think about to tie into a current issue of the day. If you take away a right to privacy and reproductive decision making, let's just say maybe post-Dobbs, maybe the government is going to say, you know what, here's the way to make babies. We don't want any more disability. We don't want any more handicaps. We don't want any more costly pregnancies. And we, the government, want better babies. So that's the only way we're going to permit you to make children.
3: You've inspired today's poll question at Sperkhanish.com, and I I appreciate you helping me tweak it to make it a a better question. This is is what we ran with. Do the benefits of making babies from engineered body cells other than eggs and sperm outweigh the risks? Can you argue it both ways briefly? So on the pro side, people who couldn't
4: have kids uh, old-fashioned-wise – Say, a gay couple, they could turn uh, out sperm and eggs using their skin cells and have children. Maybe someone who is uh, lost the ability to make sperm and eggs because they had cancer, or they had to undergo chemotherapy. you're you're broadening reproductive choice to people who once had to be infertile. You may be able to make better babies, and it just doesn't have to be, you know, wondrous babies, maybe just babies who don't get us sick from certain diseases. Downside, the government says, This is the only way to make babies. Uh, We want to cut costs in this society. We'll tell you who's going to be able to procreate and who isn't and how they're going to do it and what sperm and eggs they're going to use to do it. And if you don't think that could happen, think about this technology in the hands of Singapore, China, countries that really have committed, if you will, to making a almost eugenically healthier population. That scenario is out there.
3: I mean, to go back to the the assets, the potential pluses, there are many a couple where one of them is infertile and consequently they've they've got to go different route. Maybe it's adoption, but if it's a skin cell that could yep. then ultimately lead to a conventional pregnancy, then this is like this is like a wondrous development for them.
4: Yeah, and let me underline it lets them have their own biological They're- child. So otherwise you'd be using a sperm donor or an egg donor. You might still have a baby, but you wouldn't have the genetic link to both parents. This way, that's what most parents want, both to contribute, if you will, to the genetic legacy of the child. So that is a really exciting prospect for many.
3: Dr. Kaplan, maybe I buried the lead. Why all of a sudden is this in the news? I I recognize that there was just this this conference that took place that caused the discussion. But has there been some recent development that now puts it front and center? Yeah.
4: Uh, Japanese scientists, I said we had like a three step process here. Yeah. make The cells uh, in a dish and get them to work. They've done it in mice. And obviously the mice are thrilled. They have more reproductive. No, I mean, the the experiment has worked, so it's not theoretical. Once it starts in mice and you show and the mice look normal, apparently, um, then you're saying the door is now opening to trying this out in us.
3: It is really I mean, between this and chat GPT, can you imagine (laughs) what the future looks like? Uh, I can imagine somebody saying,
4: we'll make our embryos and sperm this way, we'll make our babies in boxes, and then we'll raise them with chat
3: because who wants us as parents? Exactly. Exactly. Dr. Kaplan, as always, thank you so much for your contribution. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Michael. Dr Arthur Kaplan ladies and gentlemen has uh, inspired with his commentary today's poll question at com. as i mentioned he is the William F and Virginia Connolly Mitty Professor and Founding Head of the Division of Medical Ethics at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine in New York City now that you've heard the explanation what do you think do the benefits outweigh the risks by the way i also i also want to talk about another medical issue that is controversial I'm sure there are lots of jokes in this leg lengthening surgery surgery leg lengthening surgery and the link to this is in the newsletter today gaining popularity particularly among men looking for a few more inches meaning looking to be taller leg lengthening surgery gaining popularity among men seeking to be taller i'll i'll lay that out for
0: you in just a moment
5: this is the smirconish podcast from sirius xm
0: spring is that you warmer temps mean new albert styles meet the new super light collection the lightest ever shoes from albert's now in fresh colors
5: Listen to Michael Live, weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app.
3: A medical ethics issue. Scientists getting closer to the possibility of making a new person from skin or blood cells without the need for sex. This is not in vitro fertilization, which combines an egg and a sperm. This goes well beyond because it doesn't require natural eggs or sperm. Dr. Arthur Kaplan was just here laying it out. It is the poll question of the day. Grant, you're standing by in Chicago with a reaction. What is it?
6: Hi, Michael. Um, Quick question. There's a lot of fantastical and marketable ideas that will get this technology sold to the public, like bringing back a woolly mammoth or a dodo bird or even ending extinction as we understand it but in keeping with the scenario where the government begins to restrict traditional methods of contraception even further than it already has what about the scenario of famous people or physically and intellectually superior people selling or having their dna stolen eat at a restaurant or get your hair cut you could have a kid you don't know about thoughts i'll take my uh, yeah, answer offline. Of thank you uh, okay your the,
3: the answer is is going to be um Uh, uninformed but fascinated you're right you wouldn't even need the participation of that donor if in fact you could get it just from say a skin cell if you could get the contribution just from a blood cell like one cell i think it's very real and very scary the way that you've laid it out here's another concern it comes from leo in montgomery alabama hi leo
4: Hey, Mer- hey, Michael, uh, my first time calling basically what I'm Thank thinking you. about right now is, is, is basically uh, the adopted kids. What, what, what happens to them? There's still going to be kids out there that, that don't have good homes that need to be adopted and if, if those infertile couples have the, uh, the capacity to, to make a, to make a child, you know, it's going to leave them stranded in, in a burden of the, of the government.
3: Right, it's a really good point couples couples that right now would step in in the case of an unwanted pregnancy that was brought to term or something else that for whatever reason didn't play out the way that we would hope all of a sudden now have an ability they never had before, which was is to conceive in an unnatural way their own child thereby disrupting the the balance if it is one that exists today right. Thank you, Leo. It's a it's a good observation. Matt, greetings in College Park, Maryland. What did you want to say?
6: Hi, Michael. Um I, I just wanted to to uh, briefly talk about the uh late lengthening surgery. Um as a man oh, yeah. myself who is Oh no, that's okay. Um I just wanted to say as a man who is below stature, I'm five foot three. I've ha- I've been the brunt of many jokes all my life and, and had issues with that I would never consider getting the surgery. Um I, I can't imagine spending that kind of money and pain and everything to gain a few inches when, if someone doesn't want to date me because of my height, that's a them issue, not a me issue. So I'm not going, so I I understand where they're coming from because of the societal um, bullying that um, happens to short men, but I personally just cannot see how it is worth it in any sort of way. So let me provide some of the
3: stay on the line with me for just a second. I, I teased it, but I sure. didn't I didn't spell it out. So I will now. It's an NBC story that is posted at Spurconish It says this at five feet, seven inches. Alex considered himself short. The 26 year old who asked that his real name not be used to maintain his privacy, said he was sick of insults and jeering comments about his height. Shorter men, quote, routinely get spoken down to just because of this trait that they can't control, he said. So last January, he got a leg lengthening operation to increase his height to 5'10". My goal was never to be tall. It'll be to be in a place where no one comments on my height, he said. Leg lengthening is an intense and expensive process, but one that has become more popular and accepted in the last five years, according to Dr. Shahab Mahoubian, a surgeon at the Height Lengthening Institute in Burbank, California, who performed Alex's operations. I have, says the doctor, even 60, 65-year-old guys that have come to me to undergo the procedure because it just doesn't stop. The short jokes keep going and they feel inferior. The $75,000 four-hour operation, which is not generally covered by insurance, involves cutting the thigh bones in each leg and inserting rods in them. Then, over the next three to four months, the rods are lengthened by up to one millimeter, point zero four inches per day via an external remote control. Jesus. New bones grow over the rods. Physical therapy is not required for four months following his surgery. Alex went four to five times per week and used a walker. As he regained his mobility, he switched to using a cane. The final step of the process is removing the rods. Alex returned for that hour long procedure after his, a year, a year after his first operation, his insurance footed that $10,000 bill. In total, Alex estimated the whole process cost him a hundred grand. He said he initially dismissed the idea of leg lengthening as insane, but later decided it would make him happier in his body. If all if that's all it is, pain and money, then all right, he said. there's more to it, but that's the gist of the story. So, having heard that description, Matt,
6: and you're at five: three,
3: this is not for
6: you. No, no, it's not, because I've seen because you have to understand, too, right? Like like they're breaking the leg to add the the length and it doesn't heal completely. Right. It's like a, almost like a bone scar. Right. And so you'll have issues going for the rest of your life. And, and for what, getting three inches, this man who I don't doubt his, you know, his issues. Right. I mean, for three inches, for five seven is not short. I mean, I'm five three, right? Five seven is not short. I, I think it's a society thing when when we consider men who are five seven to be short, and then we we want to put we allow these men to have such a dysphoria about their body that they will consider surgery to literally break their own bones. I Matt, I you, I think it's a it's a uh, larger society you, you made- issue.
3: You made reference to relationships, okay? You know, hey, that that person's not for me if they're gonna hold my height against me. Do you believe mm-hmm. that your your five three height has limited you professionally? Yes. How so?
6: So I um I would say as a man, right, I I um probably don't get as many um, opportunities as, as taller guys. I would say that there's certain things that they see that they can do that I can't do. Um, when I was um, much younger and I kind of stopped growing, right, I, I wasn't able to do a lot of the more uh, physical things because it required, you know, tall, you know, bulky men and everything. I mean, I I have a very kind of like strong personality, so I might get past that in some ways, but, but I think these studies bear it out, too, that short men just Overall, aren't at the same level as tall men, and so I mean, most of my issues is in the personal realm, and and not in the professional. Relationships. I'm, I, yeah, I'm I'm rather you know. Accomplished. I'm a faculty librarian, and so I, I, you know, have a good job. I don't think that's an issue, really. But on the on the relationship side, that's where the issue comes in. And and my mindset is that it's it's, it's that it's not a me issue. It's a them issue right. because I can't change. Do you it. have you know? It, do you have a Do you have a partner? No, I don't. No. And and this is probably one of the issues why I mean there are other issues you know I, I'm not the best looking guy or anything but 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 height, but height definitely is an issue and it's something that I don't bring up I'm I, I don't worry about it, I don't have you know uh, Napoleon syndrome or anything like that I it's not something I bring up but if I were to ask somebody about it they would probably list me being short as one of the factors that they wouldn't want to wouldn't is want there to, any uh, is there any
3: with. online is there any online relief for you relief meaning uh you know a way of finding someone for whom this is not going to be an issue
6: yeah so have I, mean, I have yeah so so um you talked about discord right in the past i'm i'm involved in a lot of of uh discord servers and they like my personality they they uh they get to know me based on just how I, on my intelligence and on my personality. And then, and then when I bring up to them, you know, if they, you know, if something happens, I bring up to them, Oh, by the way, I'm five foot three. It's not an issue for me. Is it an issue for you? They say, no, not really, because I like your personality. I think in this modern era where everything is based about, you know, um, how you look on your phone, right? It's like the Tinder idea. It's how you look on your phone that bypasses all the personality that I Give off. And when people actually talk well, to me and, and get to know me, then it's much better. This is the this
3: is the exact issue that I've discussed with Scott Galloway, how when yes. everything is online, the guys who are the best looking guys among us are getting lots of attention And others never get to use the influence of their personality, never get to establish a vibe because someone has swiped the other direction, having only taken a look at them, or maybe in your case, only becoming aware of what their height is.
6: Yeah, I I agree. It's a a, a big issue. It's a very
3: complicated and
6: big issue. Yes, I agree, and, and and last thing I'll say, Michael, and then I'll let you go. Thank you for allowing me to um uh to uh. Talk no, about I, it I I wish, I wish I wish I could. I mean, I wish
3: I could do something for you. It, it it's upsetting no, to no, me. No,
6: no, no, See, this this ties back, Michael, actually, to your point about the um, genetic you know baby thing, because right. if I had a time right. machine and, and and I could go back in time and I could engineer a way that I would be taller, I would do it. Right, if I could do right. that but right. I don't have a time machine, and, and I'm stuck in this body and I'm going to make the best of it that I have in this body. And if somebody wants to um, reject me because of my height, as I said, that's a them issue, not a me issue.
3: Got it. Totally get it. Respect it. And wish you good things. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for being so open. Thank you, Michael. I, I have a great day.
5: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM.
0: Spring. Is that you warmer temps mean new Albert styles.
5: Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS Sirius XM channel one twenty four and on the SXM app.
7: Don't you feel for Matt? I, do. I feel for Matt. I do. He's he's so he's such an eloquent. Don't we have somebody for Matt? And so Dan, raw. You're
5: in I mean, Maryland.
3: So open. Don't,
7: don't we know somebody for Matt? Yeah, come on, guys. Um, I, I guarantee that seems like a such a good.
3: Yeah, there's he seems Matt like such there. a
7: good guy? Yeah, there's smart guy. Definitely someone for Successful Matt. Successful guy. But also just really open, you know, about his height. And then he says, I, I'm not the best looking guy. And he's it. so accomplished. And like, oh, come on. Someone. Come on. Yeah. Right. Mm.
3: And I totally understand why the, the leg lengthening is not something that he would ever pursue, nor would I ever pursue it. But his time machine. Yeah. And, you know, he's absolutely right. And this is, this is why I wanted to mention one issue After the other. Yes, there often is a little method to the madness because you have to believe that this possibility of of relying on skin and blood cells can be used for that purpose. Now, listen. Now, listen. In the case of... I, Yes, I see the clock. In the case of Matt, who would like not to be 5'3 in the time machine, wouldn't we all agree... Wouldn't we all agree that that would be a positive way to use the technology? I'm so quickly going to be in over my head uh, in how I describe this. Right. Do we agree? Five, three. And, and, you know, he, he wishes he were taller. Is anyone going to argue with using the genetic advancement to provide him in an embryonic stage with more height? I don't think anybody among us would. But now if you said, and Matt's not saying this, I'm taking a liberty now. Now we're going to talk about eye color. Or looking at me.
7: Now we're going to talk about hairline. Right? Now, like, where's Wait, what the height, line? Why, what height are we, are we going to make him? Are we going to make him NBA basketball height? Where, where, where are you going with the height? What Yeah. What see, you I, I
3: don't want to give him, I don't want to give him, and nor does Matt, I can tell because I talked to him. He, he's not looking for that. You know, he's he probably wants to to t- t- tap out at five ten. I don't know.
7: Yeah, but if you're going to tweak, it might not be over six my,
3: my, well, okay. But we're not giving you six five. We're not giving why a not? parent six five because the kid wants they want the kid to be an athlete. That but seems creepy. Okay. Because now, you it's, to you me, start it's e- down this road. Now it's eugenics. Now it's not trying to correct a quote unquote.
7: I don't even want to use the word deficiency. Well, why is why is it a deficiency? Is your is your bald head a deficiency? I beg your pardon. Everyone in my family is bald. That's not a deficiency.
3: Matt wishes that he had a few more inches, and I and I would want him to have that. I know, but, but we if all he wish said we had to me, "I'm brown eyed, and bodies. I don't want to, be, I want to be blue eyed," now I'm now I'm now I'm creeped out. We
7: all we, we have, all feel want something for him. Different about their bodies, though.
3: Is anybody voting on this poll question?
7: Yes, a lot of people. Because you need on the poll you need question. to
3: understand it in order to vote on it. You need to understand it. You need no, to I think hear people Art started
7: voting on it before they understood it. Yeah, well, I don't so like you that because I wanted you to hear Art Kaplan first. Do the benefits of making babies from engineered body cells other than eggs and sperm outweigh the risks?
2: The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds.
5: Listen to Michael Smirconish Live. Weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's SPOTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app.
2: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors